Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen. So thank you, our sister Mary. Uh, the Lord is resilient and all other ministers who have led us through and our reverend. Praise the Lord. And everyone who is on call this night, I will come you in this overnight. Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome everyone and families you represent. Amen, amen. Bless the name of the Lord. So uh, let us continue in prayer. I'll take a few. Our good and our Father, we give you thanks and praise and honor in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for saving us. Lord, thank you for bringing us from uh, bondage, from captivity, where we had no say. Lord, we were taken as slaves. Lord, our God, uh, we thank you for the for the thank you lord for lord our god you did not save us to die in the wilderness each one of us lord has a purpose to play in your kingdom the role lord our god i pray for each one of us this night that you realign us oh god with your divinely purposes this night. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, let the prison doors open. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I speak to the prison doors. Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray that you send your angels this night, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, to everyone in their family, in their homes, Lord, the guarding angels, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, those ministering angels, Lord, the angels for warfare this night, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, you know these people by name. Lord, we thank you that in you, oh God, everything, you know, makes meaning, oh God, you know them by name, you know their places, you know where they reside. Lord, our God, I ask you. And Lord, even you know where, you know, those who are locked somewhere in prisons, Lord, you know where they are being locked in different aspects of their lives. Lord, I speak a release this word in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, after the end of this, uh, our sharing tonight, Lord, that someone is like, Lord, that family. That woman, oh God, that man, their lives shall not remain the same. Oh God, in the name of the Lord, so that you shall realign the family to their divinely called the person. Lord, that, you know, in the name of the Lord, the Lord, even the institution, the cathedral, Lord, our nation, in the name of the Lord Jesus, because Lord, in you everything makes In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Once again, I welcome you, uh, everyone who is with us in this overnight. Uh, I glorify the name of the Lord for the leadership at All Saints Cathedral entrusting me with, uh, you know, giving me this opportunity to share God's word with his people. Praise the Lord. So, um, our theme this night comes from the book of, you know, it's a letter, First Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 and 18. I repeat, it comes from First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 18, and it says, who we are in Christ who we are in Christ. Praise the Lord. So I think it comes at a time when someone is at the crossroads, you know, wondering who they are. Praise the Lord. Someone is at the crossroad. They, do know, they don't know which direction to take. They are under, you know, the purpose is to help us know to help us know who we are. Praise the Lord. 
So I'm going to take the reading in a few minutes. Uh, and I'm going to read in, uh, you know, I'm going to take the, the immediate context. It comes from First Corinthians chapter 3. Those of, you know, those who have just joined us, we are going to read from First Corinthians chapter 3. And our topic tonight is we are in Christ. And uh, before the reading of uh, God's word, let us pray again. Lord, I pray that you help me, God. You use me to speak to your people in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that this shall find them and, you know, they will be edified this night in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we bless your name at the reading of the scripture in Jesus' name. Amen. It says, verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to Kano, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able, for you are still Kano. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not Kano and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not Gano? Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. As the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are, are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. Who, excuse me, you are God's field. You are God's purity. According to the grace of God, which was given to me, as a wise master, I have laid the foundation, and another, and another builds on it. But let each take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hair, straw, each one's work will become manifest for the day will declare it. Because it will be revealed by fire, and fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it and used, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is banned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple I? Which temple, ah, I, I beg your pardon, which temple you are? Praise the Lord. Uh, verse 18, let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own crafts. And... Again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore, let no one glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. All are yours and you are Christ's and Christ is God's. Praise the Lord. 
that is God's word. Praise the Lord. Uh, those who have just joined us, we have read, we have just taken our reading from uh, from First uh, Corinthians chapter 3. Welcome, everyone. So the topic this night, I repeat again, it is uh, who we are in Christ. So I want us to begin by, uh, I'm going to give a, a brief introduction. So about the, the, the what? You know, the state of this city, Corinth, praise the Lord. This church was founded by Apostle Paul on his second missionary journey in Acts 18, you know, from verse 1 up to 8. The church of Corinth was founded by Apostle Paul in Acts 18 on his second missionary journey. Its location would favor commerce on both you know, land and by the sea. You see, it was, uh, you know, about uh, across, like six kilometers across the city of Corinth. So now when, uh, you know, if you know Entebbe Road, the place called Najanakumbi, around there where there is Freedom City. So if you were to walk from there or you're cruising from Freedom City to Kampala City Center, where there is, I think, mini price around there, Gaza, or maybe which place is Barclays, uh, which street is that one? Is it Dasta Street as you come up to Mudasa Cafe? Praise the Lord. So that's how wide the city was. So you could walk around. So, being a business center, the city of Corinth was contaminated with uh, debauchery, which is excessive indulgence in sex, alcohol, or drugs, you know, lasciviousness, that kind of behavior that is sexual in a way that it is uncontrolled and socially unacceptable. So these people practiced sexual immorality and perversion in that city of Corinth. That was the state of the city. Drunkenness, gluttony, pride, abusive speeches, name it. Religion, religions were part of the problem at Corinth. They had the temple of goddess of love and fertility. Just like you see our city here. Someone uh, the other day was saying, oh, we need to honor these, uh, you know, cultural centers, what, what. And he was talking about a certain big temple and a certain hill, strategic hill there in Kampala. So there were temples in Corinth, just like our city Kampala here. And priestesses practiced prostitution. There were also male prostitutes with long hair in the city of Corinth. So the Church of Christ, which Paul had planted in this city after the sharing of the gospel on his second missionary journey, was to cure had to cure the sickness which the people in the community had, you know, the sickness that the people in the community were suffering. The church, the people were sick in the community. So this is the responsibility of the church. The Bible says that the rivers, you know, I think it is in the book of Prophet Ezekiel. The church is like a doctor. You know, it's like a hospital. So healing has to flow from the church. But trouble came that the doctors, the curers, were also suffering from the same disease. So 
What are we trying to say here? The evil practices in the community had infiltrated the body of Christ in trouble. So then, how can you then heal a person from, uh, you know, treat them, you know, when those people are suffering from maybe even a simple headache, when you are also suffering from the same thing? Impossible. Anyway, you know, to bring it to our, you know, kind of understanding. So a person who is uh, a thief cannot preach a message of transformation to a fellow thief. So the habits that were in the world were the same habits being practiced in church. And this is our church even today. So there is no so you, there, there is no way that we can have healing expect be expected to cause transformation change in the pagan societies or in those you know to, you know the people who are in the world when we are also suffering from the same thing immorality in the church sexual immorality so if it is in the church then we cannot solve it in the world that was the whatever. So then what was the purpose of Paul's writing? So Paul, as an apostle, had to put pen on paper, because remember, he's the one who founded this church, rebuking the church of their careless living. Praise the Lord. He was writing to a people who were born again. When you go back to chapter one, the people who were endowed with spiritual gifts and all other abilities, so he had to put pen on paper. So he wrote earlier to them, when you check chapter 5 and verse 9, no, he had written to them. But, you know, he was not able to provide, you know, the resolution to their problems. So now they were writing back in this letter. You know, so as in they wrote back to him, you know, actually the first writing of Apostle Paul prompted now the church to write, asking many questions. So now the letter to the Corinthians, Paul is trying to address, responding to their questions, purposely to bring, you know, to bring their confusion and the contamination in the light of the gospel. Praise the Lord. So now our theme, you know, praise the Lord, our topic, who are we in Christ? We are ministers. We are builders. Praise the Lord. Two things. Who are we in Christ? We are ministers and we are builders. Uh you see, in this uh, chapter that I have just read to us, so it talks about... You, you just explain and say what? So, it talks about even the either side, what we are supposed to be. So, the last part where our uh, verse 16 and 17, where our topic comes from, it talks about those, hmm, you know, destructive ministers of so now we are not supposed to be the other side. So I'm going to begin with uh, this other positive side. So who are we and, uh, you know, the other side, you know, what we are, you know, the other side, the extreme side, the negative side. So now let me begin with this part when people, my audience is still awake. Praise the Lord. Can you still hear me? Hello? Yes, hello. yes we can hear you. Okay. Okay, I thought I'd gone off. Anyway, who are we in Christ? Ministers. Number one. Two, builders. Let us go back to our text. From verse, you know, I'm begin, let us begin with ministers. I'm going to explain a few things here. And it says, uh, so I'm taking it from uh, verse 1 up to verse 9. So we are ministers, verse 1 up to verse 9. 
Praise the Lord. So, you know, each one of us who is offering a service in the house of the Lord is a minister offering a service in the house of the Lord. Is what? He's a minister. So, the, the, the church is a representation of God's kingdom here on earth. So, each one of us who is offering a service is a minister. And being a minister comes with responsibilities. Praise the Lord. Comes with responsibility. So Paul is telling us in verse 5 that we are ministers. Okay. And as ministers, what are, what are we supposed to do? What are our responsibilities? Servants. Praise the Lord. So servants in verse 5, he says, who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. Praise the Lord. What is he telling us? Ministers are instruments, channels of God. You know, God, you know, we belong to God as ministers to do his work. So the Lord uses us as mouthpieces for the gospel. We, as servants of the Lord, we do, you know, everything that we do is according to the will of our master. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Jesus, in the Gospels, he said, there is nothing that he can do, you know, without him, you know, in his own accord. So he had first to seek the father, the father in heaven and do something here on earth. Praise the Lord. So we receive instructions from the master and do the work diligently. Praise the Lord. So if I may ask, when was the last time that you received as a servant, the minister? command from above. Are you sure you are doing what you are supposed to do? Are you sure? Praise the Lord. Paul is saying, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. So, as ministers, we are like dinkons, you see. We serve at tables. I fed you so he fed. And this is what we're supposed to do as well. We have to teach the gospel in simple terms to babes in Christ. So I've taken this position of uh, like, you know, ministers of the word. But remember, there are even ashes. Remember, there are even others in the kingdom. By the way, it doesn't even stop at the four corners of the building of the church. It goes even to the marketplace. Praise the Lord. So as we do, eh, as we execute our duties, you know, at, at the places of work, the people who are in the world should see, you know, Jesus in us. They are, you know, they have to, you know, they have to see the kingdom of God in us. The kingdom of God is Christ himself. You know, he said, the kingdom has come. Himself, he had come. The one, when you see the son, you have seen the what? The father, the king of kings, praise the Lord. And through him, Jesus, we reach out to the father, praise the Lord. So, babes have, you know, praise the Lord. So, Paul's congregation was not in position to receive it, yet he loved to serve it. So, babes behave, you know, you know, baby, you know, babies, babies, babies. But when an adult behaves as a baby, it is very dangerous. Someone you expect to do this and this, actually by this time, you know, he wanted to do something for this uh, congregation, you know. I fed you with milk, verse two, and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. 
And even now you are still not able. This is a church that he had for. Can you imagine? They were not able. Why? It was evident they were moving in strife, jealousy, divisions in camps. So now when we still have such in the church here, at all saints, and wherever there is, uh, you know, an altar of the Lord, uh, you know, in the church of the province of Uganda, strife, you know, strife, jealousy, and divisions, hmm? then we behave as babes. So I went up there and said, we are ministers, supposed to be servants, as ministers, people should see Christ in us. As ministers of the gospel, we are supposed to feed, you know, the babes with his simple, with me. Praise the Lord. The babes, you know, the baby Christians are carnal. They behave like me, amen. Working with the same principles as unbelievers than being, you know, they, they are not led by the spirit of the church. So who are we? We are ministers. We are servants. We work under authority. Deacons, table waiters. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are supposed to serve others. Not our own interests. Philippians chapter 2. Not our, you know, you know, no, no, no being, uh, you know, not serving our own interests. You see? Praise the Lord. So. So we are, so who are we in, uh, in what? In Christ. So we are still talking about the ministers. So as ministers, Paul is telling us in verse 9 that we are farmers, you know, who are, you know, what, what is he trying to say? We are farmers. I'm going to read verse 9. Let me see. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Praise the No, no, no. I was supposed to read, uh, starting from, uh, I beg your pardon, verse 6. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So the neither who plants uh, is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives you the increase. Praise the Lord. So who are we in, uh, you know, in Christ? We are farmers. The church is God's farm or field. In the field are many laborers. Uh, someone, okay, praise the Lord. In the field, there are many laborers. Some are planting, others are water. Ministers, as we have a person to help us in a mute. Praise the Lord. So, ministers have different gifts, but are all engaged in the same work. Uh, Ezra, Mr. Ezra, please, would you please? Praise the Lord. Uh, ministers have different gifts, but are all engaged in this. God takes the glory because he is the one who causes growth. Our position as ministers it is to serve faithfully and trust God for results. You know, as ministers, ministers have different gifts. Praise the Lord. And I can pause, let, let us pause here for a while. You know, God has given to each. By the way, 
about, uh, the gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians, verse 4. And the Bible says that if you desire a gift, please pray. The Holy Spirit will give you. Okay. The church of Corinth, these people were endowed with gifts, spiritual gifts, and all abilities. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, this church was now sunk into sin. So the gifts may not spare a pastor. Sitting in an office as a pastor, you know, they are the gifts which Christ gives us in it. You know, when you read Ephesians chapter 4, you know, those elders in the church that he appointed the five elders to help, you know, as you read the passage, as in, yeah, you know, it does not spare. These people were sinful. Anyway, if I may ask, have you even known what your giftings are? You see now, farmers, we're supposed to tend the gardens, you know, kind of <laughs> plant and cultivate as farmers plant, cultivate. There are those people who are so hospitable, you know, hospitality at church, welcoming. One day someone asked me that with that tough face, can you even teach the children? In Sunday school, my face seems to be tough, but you know, when I'm with the children, I'm simple. Praise the Lord. So, do we even know as church? So, who we are in Christ? We are farmers, supposed to tend the garden, work the garden, plant and cultivate wherever the Lord has positioned. By the way, do we even know where the Lord has positioned us? Praise the Lord. I thank God for All Saints Cathedral. I came at All Saints Cathedral in 2016. I think around 2018, there was a seminar organized, and I was able to know Uncle uh, Dr. Peter Asime, what, uh, which place is this one, Scripture Union in Entebbe. So the teaching took on the training for like a month. So we met there like two days. And, 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 and we continue to meet every Saturday. Praise the Lord. So from there, certainly I know what I'm doing. Actually, I'm so sure that I'm doing what God told me to do. Praise the Lord. The farmer goes out in spring. He has no idea what kind of harvest he will reap in the autumn. His work is to plant and cultivate. He works hard and leaves the rest to Christ. God gives a reward. Verse 8. Where is my verse 8? Praise the Lord. Yeah, God gives a reward, each according to his labor. Praise the Lord. So it is unwise to exalt one minister over the other, putting them on measure, exalt some and lower others, reward some with praise and others with a sharp criticism. Paul solved this problem. He made it clear that ministers to God commission to do good and a special instructions. Praise the Lord. We are builders. Who are we in Christ? Verse 10 up to 15. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 up to 15. We are builders. We build on a foundation. I want you to think about a house without a foundation. Will it stand? No, it will not stand. So it is with a ministry which is built not on Christ. All ministries which are not built on Christ, they cannot stand. They will collapse. They will collapse. And when we take it uh, on, you know, individual basis as in a Individually, those who with a foundation will endure the storms of life, and those without will collapse. Think about the materials that we use when we are building. Paul is telling us here valuable, lasting. They are those ones which are valuable, 
when you check on verse uh, verse 12. And there are those ones which are worthless. What is he trying to tell us? This is symbolic in nature. So do not go ahead and look for God to build what? The church. In scripture, gold, silver, and you know, and what? And these stones, precious stones. They often, you know, they are often used as emblems of God's what? Word of God. So the word of God is a component in the work of a minister. It is a component. It is food for the family, verse 1 up to 4. It is seed for the field, verse 5 up to 9. Praise the Lord. And it is the material, the word of God. So wood and hay and stubble. These are mixed doctrines. You have heard about teachings against, you know, you have heard teachings about, you know, against the deliverance ministry. Lack of seriousness. So the wood and hay and the stubble, they represent this. The mixed doctrines based on speculations without clear evidence. You know, the, 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 there is a certain preacher in a certain local church, Anglican. So he stood and said, ah, how can we, you know, tell us, tell us. You know, he said he was a teacher, a preacher. You know, not even just a preacher, but a church leader. Tell us what is the source of blessings for young babies, for, you know, for the infants, you know, the new infants, the newborn babies. Tell us. So people started to give answers. You know, we pray for them. We do this. And he said, there is something I'm looking for. So he told them, the source of a blessing is chogiru. You know the chogiru. So they get these herbs, herbs, they put them in a saucepan and boil and boil. So that's what he was preaching. Can you imagine? And another one was preaching, he said, oh, spiritual gifts, you know, like the word of knowledge. That one helps us to do chemistry. A church leader. Mm -hmm. you know? Doctrines, some kind of mixture. So, what are we supposed to do as builders? We are supposed to help us as others to see and make a difference between the valuable and the worthless materials. We are supposed to put a guard against, you know, those ministers who dilute the gospel. The gospel, praise the Lord. We are supposed to build with the good materials, with the word, praise the Lord. Believers themselves also have a mandate. They have to discern and watch and detect a defective, you know, minister. Hence, in so doing, they will be supporting those who are faithful servants of God. Praise the Lord. You see, do we have such preachers even in our day? Have you seen any of, uh, you know, because this was way back around 2016, I think. Some dilute the gospel with money's wisdom. Some have become comedians, uh, you know, in the pulpit. There was a common what sub clip where a preacher was dancing, you know, dancing a church leader by the way, in the Anglican. They don't consider the gospel as the power of salvation. No, they don't. They look at the gospel like, you know. Something that needs to be helped, you know, like as in the gospel is helpless. In other words, so, 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 so it's like, you know, it needs help to reach out to advanced people. So they devise all means. The Bible says, the day will declare the heart. Defectiveness in building cannot remain hidden. Verse 13. Each one's work will become manifest, verse 13, on the day, or, you know, will, will become manifest. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. So if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. 
praise the Lord. How beautiful it is to hear on the last day. When the one who sent us in the, few, in the field, the church marketplace says, well done, good and faithful servant. Praise the Lord. So what are we, you know, praise the Lord. Well done, good and faithful servant. Let me go back a little bit. So we are ministers. We are builders. Praise the Lord. Who are we in Christ? We are ministers. We are builders. Now let me go in uh, a few minutes that are remaining. Hope, uh, uh, you know, hope my, my audience is still awake. The other side, what we are not. What we are not. Uh, let me see, verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are? Praise the Lord. Now, what we are not. So I've addressed the other side, who we are. Now, this other portion where we picked a uh, topic from uh, what we are not. One thing, you know, one of the things which hinder and threaten the building of the church is this, you know, these defective builders. You know, they build on, uh, on the foundation of Christ, but with inferior materials. So they use hay, you know, some kind of... Uh, uh, you know, just wisdom of man makes the doctrines. You know, they use, you know, they bring doctrines which do not correspond to the foundation. So, what we are known, so we are not meeting in a congregation and they are deceived by the preacher. Use each other, you know, this is uh, whatever, uh, the word of knowledge, uh, it helps us to do chemistry, that kind of, we're not supposed to be deceived, as in just sit there. Praise the Lord. So when the day of accounting comes, these defective builders will suffer loss, but will themselves be saved. In verse 16, the Bible says, if anyone is work is banned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Destructive ministers, on the other hand, will be destroyed. Verse 17, God will destroy him. Anyone who defiles the temple of God will destroy him. Praise the Lord. And in one of our prayers tonight, we are going to address this. May the Lord, <laughs> this is God's word, and I read it as it is. Anyone who destroys God's work in the body of Christ, in the church of the promise of Uganda, wherever there is an order of the Lord, in this one is going to happen because God has given this, you know, you know, you know, it, body's what does not return to him empty. It fools the purpose for which he sent. Destructive ministers. The church has already suffered from ministers who do not build anything at all. I know one. He destroyed marriages in the Anglican Marriages. This man, a child. I'm telling you. Marriages were scattered, divorces in his time. Young girls were saying, I am not going to come back to church. I will not come back to the church. Why? Because the minister does this and this. Praise the Lord. Actually, why am I saying that? Praise the Lord is that from that post where they had posted him, he was transferred. You know, they gave such, you know, these things are happening in church, and you know, they are so painful. The church fundraised money to buy the brass band. I'm telling you, 
You know, he hired some young men to go and steal from another church and bring to this other. Yet money was fundraised to go and buy new machines, equipment for the brass. Those are the ones destructive. They are not going to be spared. Unless they repent, you know, God gives that grace, the grace time, you know, period. They wait for others to build so they can move into, to tear down. So they tear down. There is no church which is immune to this danger of destructive. All churches, I've seen it in churches, in the Anglican church, yeah, this is the church. Praise the Lord. How do they operate? They deny the central truth of the gospel. One, the sinfulness of man, the holiness of God, the atoning death of Jesus Christ, you know, on the cross, the absolute necessity of the work of the Holy Spirit kind in the hands of men, the changed conduct of those who receive Christ, they deny all that. So these ministers, the destructive ministers, by that we are not called to be destructive. Modify this truth to suit their desires. At the end, man is good. He does, he does evil because of the environment, you know, maybe because of uh, the education which was given to them. You know, there is a God loves man in that he couldn't possibly condemn sin. You know, therefore, the cross of Christ has nothing to do with sin only expresses the love of God. Destructive ministers. They are destructive. These ones, they say, actually, I'm still talking about, this is the final point about them. They said, human wisdom over the wisdom of God. Praise the Lord. So we are called finally, who are we in Christ? We are ministers. We are builders. As ministers, we are servants. We work under authority. We are the gods. We serve on the tables. We are table waiters. Praise the Lord. So we are, you know, we are uh, farmers. The body farmers. We are, let me see, we are beer farmers. Farmers wait for the right season to plant. Farmers plant. They cultivate. Praise the Lord. You know, they wait for a reward. You know, there is even a reward for their labor. You know, there are spiritual gifts given to each one of us such that the church operates with the power. This message, the gospel is, you know, was preached to the, to the Corinth church. Paul said that they were endowed with spiritual gifts such that you know, they, they operate with power to confront sin and all these other, uh, you know, you know, the workings of the miracles and, uh, you know, to operate with power. Hmm? We are builders. Only one foundation, and that is Christ. Let us pray. Uh, everlasting Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for your word this evening. Uh, reminding us of who we are in Christ Jesus. Lord, we are ministers. Lord, we are builders. Lord, we are called to serve others. Not our own ambitions. Lord, you have endowed us. You have given us the spiritual gifts. And some, Lord, you have blessed them. You have put them in, uh, you know, uh, you have appointed, commissioned them to be elders, purposely to build the body of Christ. Lord, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you will help my, my brothers, my brothers and sisters tonight 
Lord, to know who, you know, as in to bring them back, Lord. Lord, maybe someone didn't even know, you know. Lord, we are ministers. We offer service in your kingdom. Maybe someone was at a point of, let me leave, you know, kind of abandoning what they were doing, not certain that you've truly called them for that purpose. Maybe they looked at themselves as, an, you know, not providing something to the church. Lord, you have called us for a purpose. Each one of us, you have positioned us. We bear fruit, that which will last, bringing more in your kingdom, such that your kingdom expands here on earth, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, you've not called us to be destructive. Neither have you called us to be defective. You've not called us, Lord, to sit and just be there and be deceived. Lord, I pray for discernment in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that you open our eyes, the eyes of your people this night, in the mighty name of Jesus, to detect, to watch and pray in the name of Jesus. And Lord, our God, to, you know, to watch, detect those who are defective. Lord, our God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, those who are faithful, that they will be supported. Faithful ministers. This could be ashes. This could be, you know, the worship. This one's playing. Uh, anyone who offers a service in the kingdom of God, whether in, uh, you know, whether in the marketplace, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Lord our God, we give you thanks, praise, and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Amen.